Hey guys, welcome to another Amin Ra podcast slash Amin Ra University session. Today we're going to be reading from Florida's Negro War, Black Seminoles, and the Second Seminole War, 1835 to 1842, by Anthony E. Dixon, foreword by Bruce E. Tweedman. The back cover of the book says, From 1817 to 1858, the United States government engaged in a bitter conflict with the Seminole Nation. This conflict will result in three distinct wars. The Second Seminole War, 1835 to 1842, was conducted under the Indian removal policy of the 1830s. This war was a result of the American Plantation Society's relentless efforts to enslave the Black Seminole population. The United States government's objective became to return as many Black Seminoles, if not all, to slavery. Evidence proves that the efforts of the U.S. military to place Blacks in bondage were not only a major underlying theme throughout the war, but at various points the primary goal. It is clear that from the onset of the war, the United States government, military, and state militias grossly underestimated both the determination and the willingness of the Black Seminole to resist at all costs. Thus, this book will not only make the argument that the Second Seminole War was indeed a slave rebellion, but perhaps the most successful one in the United States history. Forward by Bruce E. Twyman, PhD, author of The Black Seminole Legacy in North American Politics, 1693 to 1845. Scholars who conduct research on the Black Seminole people select one of the more controversial subjects in the United States history. The genesis of the topic can be traced to the 17th century colonial power struggle between Britain and Spain. The scope of Dr. Dixon's research primarily covers the years from the administrations of George Washington to James Polk. During these years, national policy on the issue of slavery and the Black Seminoles was dominated by Southern presidents for 44 out of 56 years. Much of the writing, research, and scholarship on the subject have been influenced by this time period. And at times, there's been a glaring negligence in discussing the record of Black Seminoles. Dr. Dixon consequently believes it is essential to be especially cognizant of the role and contributions made by Black Seminoles in the period of study. To this end, he conducts superb biographical sketches on key Black Seminole leaders, Prophet Abraham, John Caesar, and John Horse. The issues of race and ethnicity permeate the topic of the Black Seminoles. Writers who take on this very important subject must navigate through delicate racial interactions between Native Americans, Blacks, white, and Hispanic peoples. Dr. Dixon conducts his study with the sensitivity, which too often has been absent. Because of the events and realities of the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries, the Seminole people came to be composed of multiple ethnic groups of Native Americans and Blacks. Even a superficial review of data on the topic covering 400 years suggests that it may not be possible to achieve a solid consensus on the ethnic identity of the Seminole nation. However, in this study, perhaps the key goal and achievement of Dr. Dixon is in his treatment of the distinctions between these groups. Also, Dr. Dixon reveals the existence of various groups of Africans and Blacks in satellite villages 
surrounding St. Augustine and Fort Mose. While he acknowledges their origins from many locations, he identifies the Congo region as the contributing greatest cultural influence. Dr. Anthony Dixon is a Florida commissioner for the National Gullah Geechee Heritage Corridor. This commission was created by the United States Congress to educate and inform the public about the impact of the Gullah Geechee people on American history and culture. The Black Seminole Genesis can be traced to the Gullah Geechee people who escaped from South, Florida, South Carolina to Florida. It is extremely important and valuable to taxpayers and academia for him to present his research at this time. He presents an authentic and unique perspective. The study and record of the Black Seminole is greatly enriched by his efforts. Introduction. From 1817 to 1858, the United States government engaged in a bitter conflict with the Seminole Nation. This conflict will result in three distinct wars. The first Seminole War, 1817 to 1818, is best defined as an expedition to suppress Seminoles and Black resistance to the encroachment of the Georgia plantation system in the Florida Territory. The second Seminole War, 1835 to 1842, was conducted under the Indian Removal Act. This war was a result of the American Plantation Society's relentless efforts to enslave the Black Seminole population. The Third Seminole War, 1855 to 1858, erupted as a result of the United States' attempt to remove the last remnants of the Seminole Nation from their homes in the Everglades. Research indicates a gradual process by which the United States attempted to acquire the Florida Territory and rid itself of the Seminole population while enslaving those Blacks who have become a part of or associated with the Seminole Nation. This book examines the involvement, leadership, and impact of the Black Seminoles during the Second Seminole War. In Florida, free Blacks, runaway slaves, and Blacks owned by Seminoles collectively became known as Black Seminoles. Black Seminoles either lived in separate communities near Seminole Indians or joined them by cohabitating or intermarriage. Throughout this cohabitation, Blacks became an integral part of Seminole life by taking positions as advisors, counselors, and trusted interpreters to the English who were rapidly advancing plantation society into territorial Florida. By the beginning of the Second Seminole War, Black Seminoles, unlike their Seminole Indian counterparts, were not given the opportunity to immigrate westward under the United States Government Indian Removal Act. The United States government's objective became to return as many Black Seminoles, if not all, to slavery. Therefore, it became the Black Seminoles' objective to resist enslavement or re-enslavement for many on American plantations. By examining the origins and cultural aspects of the Black Seminoles, this book establishes the autonomy of Black Seminoles from their Indian counterparts. Research concerning the Black Seminoles' involvement throughout the war allows this book to reconstruct the Second Seminole War from the Black Seminoles' perspective. It is clear that from the onset of the war, the United States government, military, and state militias grossly underestimated the determination and the willingness of the Black Seminoles to resist at all costs. Throughout the war, both 
United States military and political strategies were constructed and reconstructed to compensate for both the intensity with which the Black Seminoles fought as well as their political savvy during negotiations. This book has three primary goals. The first goal is to document the history of Black Seminole society, thus countering the tendency to characterize Blacks as wholly dependent upon Native Americans. The second goal is to examine the Second Seminole War from the Black Seminole's perspective. There have been several books on both the Second Seminole War and Black Seminoles. However, there has not been a comprehensive book that examines the Second Seminole War with a central focus on Black involvement. The third goal of this book is in essence a culmination of the first two. It is the assertion that the Second Seminole War was indeed a slave rebellion. Evidence will demonstrate that the Seminoles in general resisted the enslavement of Black Seminoles. Evidence will also demonstrate that the efforts of the U.S. military to place Blacks in bondage were not only a major underlying theme throughout the war, but at various points, the primary objective. Thus, this book will shed light on the idea that the Second Seminole War was indeed the largest slave rebellion in the United States history. All right, so my thoughts on the foreword and the introduction. I'm amazed because I've never heard in great detail about the Black Seminoles. I've only briefly maybe heard about them a couple times, but I've never heard about them in great detail. And um, for me to be reading this and seeing that this, this ongoing war that lasted about 40 plus years um, and throughout this entire time, you know, Black people were not just going to lay down and be made slaves. And one of the things that he said was that the United States government underestimated the Black Seminoles' ability to fight back as well as their political savvy when negotiations were made. So for me, I really would like to see more about the politics of this time period and also the, the long range implications of the Indian Removal Act of 1830 is very interesting to me because they were trying to, there were three wars. So multiple wars were fought and um, they literally, you know, wanted to remove the last remnants of these people out of Florida from their native land or wherever they were to try to put them black, back in slavery and they absolutely refused. And um, I just really enjoyed the intro, the foreword, it said the author wants to give the perspective that this war was actually a slave rebellion and the greatest black slave rebellion in United States history. And we don't really talk too much about the black slave rebellions in America because there are several we typically only talk about, you know, like Nat Turner, right, and Denmark Vasi, but we've never really talked about the Black Seminoles or the Negro Indian War, the Florida Negro War, and specifically the Second Seminole War from 1835 to 1842. It's a very key time period in our history. So I'm very grateful, um, and I enjoyed the intro. I enjoyed the foreword, and um, I think that that was just a great way to set up the stage for this book. So. In the next podcast, we are going to read chapter one. So I will see you in the next video.